and there we go. Now it's counting down. Excellent. All right. Now it's counting down. What do you have counting down? Counting up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> how 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 are you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you, man? You know, just working in the in the, yeah. in the new world. Yeah, in the new world, we're both uh, we're both essential, so we're both still working. Yeah, I'm a. So yeah, you're gonna notice probably less dog noises because I don't have any dogs mm-hmm. here. Uh, probably mm-hmm. some air conditioner noises and uh, mic quality might not be as good, but it probably all zeroes out in the end, considering everything. Ambient noises. A lot of ambient noises. I hear it. It's like a. Yeah, I'm right underneath a, a, a turn, but it's it's the room that has the least glass in it too. So I'm not going for no reverb if possible. Is it your like multi million dollar server room? No, no, no. It's an office. <laughs> um. Yeah. So welcome back to twenty nine twenty eight. In in twenty twenty something. In twenty twenty, right? We're doing something a little different. Um. We're going to do something that I've uh, just now in my mind dubbed the Pandemic Shorts. Um, you know, if we ever get merch, we could have 2928 Pandemic Shorts. Are they shorts or shirts? Shorts. Or it's, so a, sh- or, or it's shorts? a shirt. Or it's a short. It's a shirt with like a picture of shorts on it. That's a pandemic on them. But I think some actual like. Some actual jams or board shorts with with the twenty nine twenty eight uh, graphics would would be pretty nice. Maybe have pandemic across the ass. <clears throat> pandemic across the ass. All right, I was gonna ask you if there was gonna be anything across the ass. Wow, well, we're on yeah, the same page I, I, here. I think yeah, that's where you go for all your information. Awesome. That's wow. That's I think we did it. I think I want so, a shirt with shorts on them as well that say pandemic shorts. Mm hmm. Let's do okay. both. All right. I'll, I'll design um, those. I have plenty of time. <laughs> we, we all have plenty of time. Want to do uh, a clap? Uh, yeah. Three, two, one. All right. That felt good. All right. Good. Um, yeah. So welcome to the pandemic shorts. Um, I'm going to give you my personal life updates. I am partially working from home, but since the governor deemed automotive um, still essential, we are still working. Um, There's a bit of a heightened police presence in Vermont, which doesn't really happen that often. However, I have, yeah, I have not seen a single person pulled over, though. So... It's just a presence, but they have. You think not they're just been... looking for New York plates? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I, I read that story about the Rhode Island. Um, yeah, profiling. Yeah, that's fucked up. Um, I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like, uh, there's a lot of people taking this not seriously, and. Uh, it's uh it's very interesting i, I kind of had it's to it's real aban- weird i had to abandon the uh the joking um nature that i was giving it for so long i was laughing and saying well we could probably afford to lose the one percent uh that would we would lose but i'm gonna stop being that person and yeah. i'm gonna say that probably shouldn't even even think that at this point I'll let the I'll let Mother Earth take care of herself if she wants to kill all of us off or a bunch of us off. But this is a weird this is a weird little this is a weird little thing that's going on. It is. It's what we were talking before. Like this is probably the weirdest thing that's ever happened in our lifetimes, and probably the weirdest thing that'll ever happen in our lifetimes. Well, if we're lucky, it is the weirdest thing that'll ever happen. the The thing that's crazy is. You know, it's the end of March. We don't know. We don't know where this is going to take us. That's the thing that's very interesting. Um, well, yeah, because like, 
Yeah, it's been essentially, depending where you are, three weeks, two weeks of completely changing the way you're living your life. And then we don't know where where it goes from there because, you know, they just extended it to April 30th with their guidelines. So if anyone's taking their cues from that, that's that's another month. But then that's not even necessarily stopping the progress of of the transmission. So the way I'm I've been preparing at work and everything. So basically, I'm still at work. I'm doing this from the office, but we only have like four people in the office right now, whereas before this we had about 60 on the 17th floor. Um, Wait, how many? 60? Uh, on the 17th floor, yeah. And now you have four? Yeah, during the daytime. And then uh, basically it was those first two weeks were all about getting people, because they're, they're all freelance. They're all, they're all, you know, contract workers and stuff. So we need to be able to keep them working because shows are still airing shows still need to deliver so that the company can survive and everything. So the goal is to get everyone out as fast and close to efficiently as possible. And now we're just paving over all the, you know, problems we created by sending everyone home. So (laughs) that's really the reason I still come into the office now is to, to fix those problems and then get the last of the, the people who can work remotely home. But it was like three straight weeks of work, like 17-hour days, and then sleep for four hours, and then wake up and go to work. And uh, towards the end, I was started cracking up about it. It was like it was like it was bad. But basically, if I catch myself thinking that like, oh, I'm delivering reality TV, I don't see any point to it. I don't I don't see the worth in it. (laughs) Yeah, it it, it's so ridiculous that it just makes me want to like forget everything but when i think about well no i'm just my job is just to keep people working for as long as they can on the shows that they're on then that at least has some meaning because that means people are still working and still getting paychecks and stuff too so at least with that mentality what i'm doing has some benefit so i can fool myself into thinking that it's worth it (laughs) well i mean even you know uh as uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote uh, Kurt Cobain here. Kurt Cobain right? here? Here we are now. Yep, Kurt Cobain here. Here we are now, entertainers. Isn't that like just the whole point is that being in the entertainment industry, no matter where you are in that industry, your goal, your job, yeah, you make money. That's how we've set up our stupid world. But the goal is to literally just entertain the masses and i'm sure um show watching has never been higher i'm sure i'd I'd have not like if you lock people in you know in houses and tell them they can't go out and do things they would normally do and give them absolutely mm -hmm. no other option then yes Mm -hmm. every streaming platform network broadcast fucking podcast is is gonna reap the benefits of that yeah um, Which is what what we're trying to do here. Well, that's the thing Reap too. Is the me benefits. And, me and you are ahead of the curve here because we we've been doing this remotely the entire length of the show. Yeah, we changed nothing. We've about never what we're we've doing. never been in the in the studio together. We've never been no on like we're we're in different time zones. We're in different latitudes and longitudes. Like we've we're well practiced at this. So oh yeah. At least now we can, if we can just figure out where our schedules overlap, where we can actually knock these out, we can get a few of these in and uh, make a nice little volume for the pandemic shorts. And then maybe when this is all over, we press it to vinyl and we make a com- commemorative twenty nine twenty eight pandemic shorts uh, criterion collection. Wow, you're yeah. Let's I'm in. <laughs> let's fucking do that. <laughs> just. You want the the physical medium to exist just in case the digital one does not at some point. Exactly. We can just we can just crank up the old Vitrola, and then when the apocalypse is here, we'll still have our uh, our vinyl cast. You know. Here's the thing. Honestly, if this all of this data, which they're you know they were talking about making this all searchable, it might be already 
implemented where um, Apple is scanning all of the uh, podcasts that already oh, exist absolutely. for. Yeah, but I'm saying like imagine if this is all searchable at some point mm-hmm. and we talk about the COVID-19 2019-2020 ellipses pandemic and those words are searchable then it stands to reason that some you know uh computer searching in the future would be able to just um there's a word i'm trying to think of but basically congregate all of that data aggregate Aggregate. holy shit thank you yeah (laughs) aggregate that data and uh you know congregate let's because we're not supposed to be congregating it's like 40 and it's in my mind i'm like oh man i gotta see people um i think it would be amazing if you know all of this data could be shared in the future um when you know if you're looking back in time at throughout history with all of the different pandemics that have um affected mankind it's super interesting because there are kind of i don't know if a lot of cases but there are enough cases and in the old days they used to last way fucking they used to last years right but um, you were you were also because, dealing with slower dissemination of information and organization so yeah when right. something well, happened travel. In, in in st louis someone in tokyo wouldn't know about it until like three months later or something and by that time shit spread three to one you know yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I'm even talking about, like, BCE shit, like, you know, whatever, crazy, like, before, before the year zero stuff, I mean, we're, we're talking, like, pandemics have been around for a long time, and... Yeah, but I don't, I don't think you need to go to... that extreme to talk about that one, when even, like, the Spanish flu from, like, what, the first half of the 20th century would be, uh just as good an example for how slow information and practice move, you know? Sure. I mean, it's a different time because even then there were people, you know, the, the, the new world was known by then. It's, it's just, it's interesting to think of it even, you know, in medieval times, like black plague kind of times. It's just, it's interesting to think of it all. Um, I think because this, seemingly right now is going to go down as if we haven't hit the peak of this yet which it doesn't look like we have they're not um, saying it is so i mean but just by the numbers alone the numbers aren't like really slowing and the other thing that's interesting is to to do i people don't do these i don't i haven't found a resource anywhere online that shows you the um death percentage if you go um, to wait hold on I, I just found one today that does it by location as well but i was just doing i mean that's great if someone's doing it i was just doing them all out because what i figure is you know um the so, last i checked here go yeah go, go to ncov2019.live and it's like each state, each country has like a stock ticker that shows if things are up. Oh my God. The number of recovered, the number of cases. And it's color-coded. This is amazing. Yeah, it's like a stock ticker. It's insane. So what I was doing before, um, and I was doing this kind of like looking at it by state as well, mm-hmm. I was taking the the average percentage of, I'm glad someone who actually knows math better than I do has done this because this is this website's crazy. Um, changes today, twenty one percent. Is that possible? An increase? Okay. Anyway, well, it's it. I mean, it's, I'll look it's, at, it's, It also takes into consideration how few people were tested the day before versus how many are tested the next day. So you're going to see. Well, that's just what I was when they actually get the test through. You know, so. It seemed I, I, I was I was gonna say kind of just exactly that is I I know through the through the grapevine I've already heard of people who haven't been tested who are like clearly have it like a hundred percent they have it they're talking about 
all the same symptoms and they're just self-quarantined, staying at home and just not going to get tested because what the fuck's the they know they have it. So it's just like like there are a bunch of people that one of my coworker knows and they like all went to France together. Mm-hmm. And they just had gotten back from France like the first week of March and they're all sick with the same shit. And it's just like, well, that's clearly what that is. So it's like, I think about all these numbers that aren't making it onto spreadsheets like this. Well, the, the um, other thing too is I, a, f- a guy I work with, his brother-in-law just got tested. He's back in New York and he's been waiting for his test for like five days and he is positive for it, but he doesn't, he only has a fever. He doesn't have any of the coughing or breathing problems. So he's, I guess, asymptomatic in that regard, but still has the fever and he has been confirmed to be positive so there's probably plenty of cases where people are clearly sick but not necessarily with what they think they should be looking for you know right right exactly in those cases if they're not being tested then then it's weird you know the thing that's crazy is that they're seeing like if you look at that death percentage like italy's numbers were are so crazy and spain's numbers are super high and I know New York has all these confirmed cases and Vermont borders New York. We have an insanely disproportionate number of deaths um, to cases confirmed. And the way I figure is if they're saying that we have like, if you do the math, it's like, oh, we have a 6.5% death rate. Well, no, actually, if you put it at a, let's just call it a one and a half to 2% death rate, that number jumps, the normal number jumps and you're th- you just consider, oh, instead of the 400 cases that are known, we probably actually have 1500 cases that are just unknown. Do you know what I mean? Like that's how I've been thinking about it. And what I, what I was trying to explain to, like, my dad or anyone who's taking it much less seriously than they should. Um, my dad was in Pennsylvania this week, um, just, like, helping my uncle try and sell his house. And I'm like, guys, really? Like, just fucking stay home. Like, just, you know, it's I think it's one thing if you're doing what you and I are doing, which is clearly we've changed probably everything we've done i'm t- i'm talking for you but i'm telling you what i've been doing i've changed everything that i do i'm just going to work and home and that's it and it's like i have enough food to last me quite a while um i'm still holding true to most of my uh my my lenten sacrifices somehow yeah well shut up <laughs> <laughs> Well, you always win, so it's fun to win one for once. I, but but I but I think I'm going to try to do since they set, they put that shit in place till April April 30th the guidelines. I'm like maybe I could just do April as like clean living now that like the initial unknown and panic has gone away, and I'm kind of adjusting to my schedule and my living now. I think I can I can get back on the uh, the train there. We should do a we should do an Easter episode. Mhm. Mhm. That's what that's that's what we should do so I can stop drinking all this seltzer. Um Yeah, I um Yeah, shit's fucking just insane. I mean, I it's knew like, it was it's really changed how we grocery shop and whatever and like what we do cuz we used to do like more like every other day, just kind of figure out what we want to eat. And then I would stop at the grocery store on the way home. So now it's not like we're hoarding or prepping, but we're basically shopping like normal adult adults now where we'll do it once every two weeks. <laughs> and then we have everything we need at the house. So it's like, it's like, Oh, we're just grocery shopping like normal fucking people now. Um, but it did because all the, suburbs and city people like there's lines at the door and they let people in like one in one out as as like have people line out in front of grocery stores it looks insane but it's pretty efficient and it (laughs) keeps people away from you um so we went to one of those like a normal like a ralph's grocery store on on the weekend and we waited in line and we went there and you know there's stuff there now two two weeks ago there was it was like 
barren. Like people just rushed on everything. They had no idea what was going on. But there's you can, you can see where some stuff isn't there anymore. But we also mm-hmm. went to because we wanted to get meat that wasn't frozen or ground or anything. So we've had kind of trouble looking for that for the past few weeks. It looks like it's gotten better now. But so we went to hmm. uh, uh, Vallarta Markets, which is, which is like a, a Spanish Mexican uh, grocery store, which I've never been to. And you go in there, and everything is fully stocked, and they have fresh produce, and they have eggs, and they have they have like everything on on the shelves. It was amazing. That's and everything. Everything's dirt cheap and everything is fucking delicious too. So it's like, I don't know if it's something to do with the priorities or the, the, uh, the sense of like the hierarchy of needs and whatnot of first and second generation immigrants and everything. But I think they're probably dealing with this a lot more in stride than the suburban waspy, uh, white, yeah, you know, soccer moms and whatnot that that are going to to the big bag grocery stores and stuff. I mean, it's a culture that takes care of their families first, and it's a culture that's definitely not necessarily engaged in the American way of living the way we live it. So, right, yeah, you know, especially I, yeah, I mean, if you're, yeah, and they know how to. I like, mean, I mean, go on. They know how to, they know how to cook. They cook at home. You know, it's like all this stuff that's just like I mean. So we normally do the the every two weeks shop. Sometimes mm-hmm. we do it every week. It really depends. Right. Um. We sometimes we'll do like a a filler shop, which is mm-hmm. just like you do. I don't know, like a you do like a two hundred dollars shop as your main shop, and and then the, in in the filler week you go to the more expensive but closer grocery store that has like kind of i don't know it's like just the the more boutique stuff but it also has you know it, it's it's more expensive but it has like all of the nicer stuff like it's the only place i buy coffee it's like right. you know um that was the first actually that's the only thing i cared about to be honest like i didn't care we already had enough toilet paper i don't know why everyone went out and bought toilet it's paper. so it's weird blows my mind i, I like i, I got it when we first when we first moved to the valley i got a uh like a costco club card and i went one time mm-hmm. and i still have uh like 36 rolls left over from that one time a year and a half ago that i went to costco so i was i was like oh i'm set i don't i don't need to worry about this right I mean, the the thing with that is, like, I think, I don't know if people, that maybe that's a comfort item, the luxury item of having a to- having toilet paper. Um, I'll tell you what, I've, I've wanted a bidet for, like, over a year now, um, and... Uh, I, I don't like bidets. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm to the point where, like... I don't, I don't, I don't I'm, think it, I'm, it, I don't, I don't think it, it, it's efficient. I don't think it can get the job done. I don't think it could get the job done alone. I think it could get the job done pretty well. So you're saying it would supplement so you use fewer pieces of paper? Yeah, you use almost no paper. And then, because I also have a septic system. So it's like the the allure of having, you know, uh, a, a super soaker down there instead is kind of, you know. Definitely think feels real nice. <laughs> Yeah, it feels right. So, <laughs> but wait, back. I just uh, want to step step back real quick to something adjacent to this whole thing was, and you had mentioned it before, is like how we were talking about how never in a in the history of pandemic has have we, I don't know, basically we haven't had this much real time feedback and first hand information immediately through it. Like like this is going to be the most documented pandemic that's probably ever occurred in real oh, time yeah. so we're not going to go back retrospectively we're going to have a lot of information up front and i think a lot of that too is back to the, what you were saying about them scanning our podcast and everything too is like all these big companies have all of our data so right now they're they're harvesting a gold mine of new information so if 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 this is you know if viewed as a simulation they're going to be able to they're gonna. This is gonna lead to a thousand different breakthroughs that we've never thought of on every front of of what we do. 
Like every yeah, aspect I mean, of life can, is going to be tweaked and changed because of this, and it's going to happen and be implemented that much quicker because of how fast information and change is 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 uh, is executed now. Yeah, and I mean not only that, but think of the number of people who have always wanted to work from home and knew they could do their job from home and their office just would never let them right but if you can work from home now too they the the streaming services love that shit like this is 100 percent making it so that netflix never dies you know like so that so that amazon (laughs) amazon prime is only going to get stronger and stronger like this if we Mm -hmm. spend more time at home that's more time for us to consume because we're consumers and that's more time for us to listen to ads and see ads and you know order in takeout and shit like that <laughs> it's yep it, it gets dark really quick yeah it does but i, I yeah i mean uh, here's the thing um i heard someone say this on a on a show i listened to which is very interesting as a as a concept he was saying all his friends are either out of work or working from home now mm-hmm. or like but a lot of people he knows are you know let's say furloughed or whatever and i've i've heard a couple people say this in different ways and i i thought it was an interesting thing cuz i it's i think it says a lot about who we are as humans because i also had the same idea i thought i don't want to lose my job but it it is for some people it must be nice to just be able to you know if you're that type of person to just hey now i can spend time with my family hey now i can now i can just like i I you know not that you you're you're gonna live your life without worries, but you know because this will also show this this thing happening will tear apart the poorest people in this country. I mean, it is gonna be so fucking devastating ten years on for the people in this country who rely on paycheck to paycheck who mm-hmm. are currently out of work. I don't think that shooting them an extra 600 bucks a week for a month and then a one-time payment of $1200 is really going to do that much for those types of people. Well the you know the, the I mean? big the big jump there is that they're now including freelance and gig economy people to be able to claim unemployment so if if that sticks out of all of this into regular world which at this point that it's on there and everybody works for amazon or uber and everyone is a gigger then i i would think that that least that is a a a small benefit to it because that's going to be the type of jobs that that we have in the future is just non-committal part-time get work when you can you know, there's not going to be. Yeah, we're moving to that structure. I mean, we're we're definitely. So moving if if, into if anything that. good comes out of that, you know, two trillion dollar armed robbery, then at least there's that. Dude, they may they print the money. They can do whatever they want, and it's just it's it's bullshit anyway. I can't. I can't. It just is so mind blowing that um, I didn't finish what I was saying before, but I'll get back to it. But it, it's it's so mind blowing that like you have this concept of like it's almost like the economy is like a living organism that you have to keep breathing. And well, it's an, it's no an illusion way. that you have to keep feeding. We all have to have faith it's, that that money is worth something, so that everything doesn't fall apart. As soon as we, oh, as, soon yeah, as, we, we ba- as soon as we band together and don't pay the rent and do a rent strike, then shit, shit then shit's just going to crumble because then people won't pay the mortgages on the apartment buildings that they own. And then the banks are going to have to admit that they actually have all the money and the money that we give them is theirs anyway. It's just it's just we're we're holding it for a minute. So once <laughs> once the illusion that that money has any value crumbles, then 
things are going to would get readjusted in such a way where like we've talked in the past about our, our little like utopian barter economies and, and trade economies and whatnot that we talk about on this podcast all the time. Um, mm-hmm. That's where things would get, you know, rejiggered to the point where this, the everything gets stacked in a different order. So people who are bankers or financiers or hedge funds managers don't have an applicable skill anymore. Like, but skills, th- that's, an, that's another thing that's totally going to happen, too, is that at some point we're going to be replaced by machines anyway, you know, and it's like it's a good thing to kind of start this now, I think, to start this idea of like, and I don't give a fuck how they do it, like, get your politics out of this and just try and figure out like the most logic, like we need a bunch of fucking computer programmers to be like, actually the best way to do this would be to implement a bitcoin system or whatever the fuck it is but like there has to be a thing where we get paid for the knowledge that we have accrued throughout our lives and we are called upon when we are needed and then we have more free time to live our lives the way we want to live them and enjoy ourselves you know um it this little thing might i mean there's going to be benefits and there's going to be just such catastrophic failures that come out of this and show their show themselves you know it really i i really feel afraid for the poor of this country and i i mean i'm i'm thinking very us centric right now um the other thing i've been thinking this whole time is it's crazy because of the travel and how interconnected we are now and how people just travel to India on a whim for a business trip and how, you know, my coworkers' friends were just like parasailing in France and just like all this shit is because of the world we've created that we are so free to travel so much that's the thing about this pandemic hitting the whole world more or less simultaneously you know it was so well confined in china and i think that i i think even i can say that i felt this naive sort of just kind of oh they'll 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 take care of it because they're china and they have no problem you know being respectful and wearing masks when people are when they themselves are sick or staying inside buildings when they themselves are sick there's like the culture that exists in china is so different than the united states is that's like that's like why we have already more debts in the u.s than china has had the entire time supposedly right we don't we don't know how all these numbers are even even calculated really because every country has to do them differently um the thing that i was going to say before which i I don't want to not say is there's this kind of false idea that you get in your head if you're a person still working right now where you think you should be thinking oh i'm so lucky that i get to keep my job um i also personally i think would lose my mind if i didn't have a job to do um sometimes i feel like a fucking like a like a sheepdog or something like i oh yeah absolutely like this at, at the very least keeps my mind on the bullshit responsibilities and deadlines that are in place at my job versus, Oh, I wonder if we're going to be in a martial law state tomorrow. You know, it's like, it it keeps my focus on, on the day to day and not on the what ifs of the world. Yeah. I mean, so many of my friends like that I see on social, also social media is like, you're fucking so lucky. You're not really engaged with that shit because I, I, I'm just cursory like, on there. And I, I'm so glad I'm not part of it right now. I don't like, dude, it's so it. weird. But, but I mean, there are a lot of people I, I've, I feel kind of proud with the people who I've surrounded myself with 
that aren't like work specific. Like I follow some people on the internet that are kind of for work stuff. Um, but I also follow people on there who I like, I like the, I like their content and it's like, I identify with, you know, their content because we're just doing the same shit just because we're all Americans here and we're all like, but it's crazy to me that I, um, at the beginning of this, like before there was a, you know, before Vermont implemented their own uh internal i keep wanting to call it a travel ban it's not a travel ban but like the stay at home thing um i i went to you know that there was a weekend early in march and we all knew that this was like this is it i think we all knew that we weren't going to be doing much after that i saw a couple friends um i went to help my friend go buy a car because of course i did and um and boy it's fucking so sweet old old diesel ben's wagon what's up um we went picked up the car and i had iris with me we went to he was like oh do you want to go to uh my brother-in-law's he's sugaring and i was like yeah sure whatever and uh we stopped by and there were a bunch of people there and all that stuff and um you know we weren't we weren't keeping distances from each other at that point but it's like i'm hanging out with a bunch of people who i know haven't been anywhere except for vermont and this one guy felt so guilty because every time he talked to someone new he was like i I just got back on a trip so uh you know i'm gonna keep a little far away from you because i'm and it's like that kind of that kind of consciousness that next level consciousness or maybe even the oh god all the hypochondriacs i can't even people are like making themselves sick because they're because they're so fucking worried too have you do you do you hang out with people who are like super anxious like that uh there are not many people like that at the office right now and uh, i was (laughs) i was at the uh the grocery store on the weekend and there was this guy in like a battle kilt you know like those tactical kilts you see and uh Mm -hmm. he had his mask on and he was pushing his cart and i was reaching for an avocado and he goes excuse me and holds his hand up in a stop gesture and he's like give me the six feet please and i was like okay and then i backed up but all that happened was three other people just got closer to me while they were trying to go to their destination and he got past me like it didn't it didn't help anything if anything, he got into a deeper swarm because he he bottlenecked me in, but I was so pissed off at that all day because it was just the stupidest thing. Like I wasn't breathing on him or anything like that. I was reaching for an avocado. That's so amazing. It was ridiculous. But I mean, the other, you live in a city, and that's the, you know, my sister's in Brooklyn right now, and that's its own fucking shit show super I, shit show have you seen have you seen uh all those pictures and videos of because people aren't out the wildlife is coming back into areas like you see mountain lions or bears or coyotes because there's not people where oh in like colorado in california in new orleans apparently because no one like no one's out in the streets leaving trash in the alleys the the rats are leaving the alleys and just taking over the city streets Wow. So all of nature is just adapting to it right away. But in L.A. and Los Angeles cities and whatnot, because no one's here, no tourism is here, no one's walking, the homeless are just, like, coming out, like, aggressively out, like, owning the streets. Like, when I go out to, you know, go across the street or walk from my car or whatnot, it's noticeably different. Like, there's always been a homeless issue in, in the city, and, like, you, they're always there because... They have a massive problem in LA, but now it's like, it's like they're taking back the night. Like they are running shit. It's crazy. Wow. That's and amazing. I, I don't mean to <laughs> equate them to wildlife, but it's like the, the absence of people have opened up the, the streets to everyone who normally like kind of, takes a backseat to tax-paying people. Like, I, I don't even know if that makes sense. 
It's just it's no, it it's, does. It's weird yeah. to see. It's it's weird to see because you, clearly, like the police aren't like beating them back anymore because they don't have to worry about tourists or anything, and they're focusing on other things. So, they're you see them at much more at ease in in being out and about and like taking back what what they want. It's crazy. But I mean, what are they gonna do? What are they doing? What do you mean? You know, what are homeless people even doing right now? They can't panhandle. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they do. They still do. There's... <laughs> but, I mean, it's... Yeah, but, I mean, what, what do they do? Like, it's crazy to... Because, I mean, clearly, if one of them spends the night in a hospital or something like that for something that's unrelated, they have a very chance of getting... A very good chance of being infected. And then they would transmit it to all the people that they come into contact to. And so on and so forth. So, it's... That, that could be a second pandemic into itself is all the people who don't have access to medical care or shelter to stay safe at because the safer at home thing that they're pushing in LA and everything, where are they going to go? They're, they're still out in public touching everything. You know, it's like we, we would, there's got to be a way to, I don't know, since people aren't going out to stadiums and shit too, like why not just start, start turning them into shelters or something like that? Yeah. I mean, Germany just did that today, I thought. I saw um, that they were, like, doing something with, like, all the homeless population and just helping them just in a way that they hadn't before because probably because of exactly what you're saying is, like, it's noticeable now because no one else is out. So it's like, oh, look, we still have people. What are these? Oh, it's all the homeless people that are just all together now because we forget that we have homeless people because we're horrible. Um, it. it yeah, that's so that's so interesting. Um yeah, my sister sent me a photo today of a guy outside. He's got a uh an N95 mask, but it's a- around his neck hanging, like he's not wearing it. He's got gloves on and he's like in someone's face talking to them. Like his spit like is a hundred percent in the other guy's mouth because of how close he is talking. Like I'm talking about like, I'll send you the photo. It's like not even a foot is how close this guy is to this other guy. I had some girl, Uh, like she was probably in her twenties or something, walk up to me today. And she was like, I don't know, like there, there might've been like drugs or something involved or she might've just been stupid. I, I don't know. But like, she didn't look like overtly like she had been on the streets very long if she was on the streets, but she was like, can I, can I talk to you a second? Like approaching me, like she was going to get kind of beg or try to sell me candy bars or something like that. And she was like standing like basically shoulder to shoulder with me discussing her, the, the YouTube thing that she was trying to make. It didn't make any sense to me. And then she was trying to sell me 3d glasses to watch her YouTube video. And in what world, like she must have no concept of, of what's going on with this because in what world would I take glasses from a stranger and put them on my face? Wow. Like we she, she had also, a pack of like eight oh 3D, uh, 3D glasses that she was just trying to like sell me to watch whatever her bullshit YouTube thing was, which I think like it was 100%. It had to have been just like some sort of dig for drug money or something like that because it didn't make any sense. It made absolutely no sense. That's so fucking weird. I mean, dude, I, something like that I would say is like that just screams mental health issues to me. I, I really right. don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that's the other thing we need to start worrying about is like you know if you want to if you want to combat the homeless issue is like hey maybe we should care a little bit more about fucking mental health in this country. Maybe we should care about like taking care of our people. That's the thing I was gonna say before, which is like. Because this is a world issue at the moment, and they were saying something like, I can't remember where I read this, but they they were saying, maybe it was on NPR and I heard it. Um, They were saying, like, it's going to hit rural places and populations much slower and much later, and we'll have this kind of crazy, just slow motion effect of spreading to smaller communities over the course of time but to get back to what i was trying to say i think it would be an amazing time 
if we didn't have such shitty fucking leadership, okay, everywhere, I think that we could take this as an opportunity to, like, maybe unify a little bit as a world, right? As, like, the people of planet Earth getting together and trying to combat something like this as one, as a whole. You know, it's, like, getting a little bit more evident to me as I get older, and maybe it's just because I don't believe in God, but it's, like... I'm thinking about something like this makes you think about and contemplate the end of human existence because humans as a species, we won't be here that long, really. And it makes me think about what we could do to make our time that we spend here just be nicer. And I think that you know, not to be all like John Lennon on you right now, but like, I think we could be a little bit more like together as a complete society. I think we could do better, you know? And I think something like this should remind us that we, you know, all the technology in the world can't save these, you know, what's the total deaths? 40,000 people. You know, it's like we can't save the 41,838 people who have died from this thing. So it's like we're doing the best that we can right now. But this shows me that we can do so much better and there's no better time to start than right fucking now. I, you know, again, I don't want to be all preachy and like, you know, world peace and shit. But this is a very good time for a little bit of unity. Yeah, I, and like in a perfect utopian lens, that would make a lot of sense. But I think it's also so chaotic and we have absolutely no idea what's happening or what to expect because of the leadership and the message that we've been receiving since day one that it's so our our societal like agreement is so tenuous right now that if we were uni- uniting and trying to do things better and make things better for everyone and help the homeless and help the mental health problems and unite to be, you know, more of like a socialist democracy or whatever like that. It would just take one or two scares to jilt enough people to completely sway that into uh, just a grab fest to, to take what's yours. Like, like you saw that the past two weeks of people going out and just hoarding everything they could find. It's, Keeping us in the dark and keeping keeping us guessing as to what to do and what the outcome is c- keeps us on our feet to not trust anyone. That's why there there are lines out 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 down the street for gun stores and everything. Is everybody's rushing because they think, oh well, this is going to be one of the first things that 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 gets taken. And I don't want them to take what's mine. I think what if anything, what comes out of this is a at a higher like operating level of much more distilled and concentrated uh, control of the few, you know, technocrats that, that, that are running everything right now, namely like Amazon. It's like, mm-hmm. they're the ones who are employing the biggest workforces right now. There's the, there was the sick out today where, where all the whole foods employees were going to call out sick to demand, you know, better benefits, better pay because they're, they're going to walk away with fucking PTSD after this because the hours they're pulling and and the dangers that they're in. And then you have Instacart and Amazon warehouse workers that are trying to organize too. So they're attempting to, but Bezos is just going to stomp that shit out. So what do we do when the jobs aren't there anymore? We're all going to end up working from home and doing stuff like they still want to make their money with their with their content, with us watching and ordering stuff. But for us to actually support them, we need to earn a living. So it's going to become some, some world, some factor in which our job is to be a consumer. And we're getting paid by Amazon to, you know, watch their content or rate their, their things or whatnot. So... Sooner than later, I think we're all going to be working in some extent, to some extent, for those larger con- conglomerations, and they'll keep us f- like 
clothed and with a roof, roof, roof over our head to a certain extent that they need to to keep us happy customers. Hmm. I mean, probably, yeah. Here's the other question. Do we get a baby boom from this? Maybe. Maybe but baby? It, I think you would probably also have a lot more home births, too, because no one wants to go into a hospital like this. But that's the thing. is like people are thinking, well, this is nine months down the road. Maybe we're good. Yeah. Yeah, and you got nothing else to do, and you're in there anyway. I, I, I would imagine. I think just because of human nature, we're going to have a baby boom for this. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that means? More consumers for Amazon? My neighbor mentioned this a while back, but he was like, yeah, he's like, you got to hold out for that next baby boom so that you guys can be taken care of when you're fucking retired. And I was like, oh, yeah, that actually is, that's a, that's a thing. Oh, you're, if that's you're still think, a you're thing. Think they're going to bolster the Social Security and Medicare? <laughs> yeah. That's what you're 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 viewing the the children that come out of this as as your uh, as your paycheck when you retire. This yeah, this is our retirement coming out of COVID nineteen on the on the backs of Corona babies. <laughs> oh my god! Do you think we'll call them Corona babies? Oh, or maybe COVID they'll just shorten baby. it to to, to the uh, the baby kaboom. There's gonna be something catchy. We're gonna. Well, actually, we get to coin it right now because we're talking about baby kaboomers. They're baby kaboomers. They were born during the coronavirus, (laughs) the COVID crisis. Uh, Oh man, the nineteeners. They'll be like a the San Francisco Forty Niners will just rename themselves to the nineteeners. That's actually wait. What do you think the world is going to be like after this? Like, can you imagine? Like, because I've been talking about it too. Like, when they start shooting TV shows again, studio audiences are going to be completely different. Getting people, everyone into a stadium to sit shoulder to shoulder, the way that they pack people in there and on flights, it's. Everyone's going to rethink the way that they're doing things because it's going to seem crazy to ask us to do that again. They can't in part on us how important it is to social distance and then when they when they say it's all clear put us back in a chair next to each other rubbing shoulders i think they're good i think they're gonna be people who are scared forever but i mean like this will this will totally um give people fucking ptsd forever i mean people will be scarred for life for this but i think it's I i think depending on how long this goes that's gonna be how much like how bigger the problem is so if this goes three months then it's going to be a weird you know year or half a year dealing with it if this goes a year year and a half it's it's going to change the way things operate maybe the the thing with that is you can't discount like there are people like me who I don't think about that kind of stuff ever, you know, and I know that the idea is now I would. Um, I, I don't know. I, I really don't fucking know. I think that everyone's going to be fucking dying so bad to get back into the fucking ball game stadiums, like just to watch baseball, to watch. Like, we're going to have such an uptick in sports when they come back on, dude. Like, People like their shit and they like doing the things that they do. And I don't think that something like this, no matter how bad it is, once it's clear and it really is clear, I think that a lot of stuff will just return right back to normal. There will be changes. There will be huge changes, but I don't think it's weird that uh, that that the year that Kobe Bryant dies, there's just not going to be basketball championship. Do you think he died and then that people were like the world was just like, all right, no basketball for the year. This is the year without basketball. I think that 
Um, I don't know. You could think about that a lot of different fucking ways, man. You could think about that as uh, as Kobe doing it from the grave. Um, you can think of no more basketball. You could think about um, you could think about this. Just I mean, it's ironic, I suppose. You don't think they're going to do it over the summer? You don't think they'll do just like they'll I think they're going to come back on, dude, with sports once once all of the athletes are cleared. I think they're literally going to just like we're just going to watch an entire finishing hockey season and finishing the NBA season with no audience. But that's still a liability because there's nothing to say that because they are healthy doesn't mean that they are immune to it. You know, it's, I don't know. I don't see, I don't see how they balance that. There's obviously all that money behind it, but I don't see how they're like, they convince these people to go and play a game, uh, in front of no one, which is fucking weird. Like that when they, when they had to do that baseball game last year, the last two innings and it, it was just an empty stadium and you're watching two teams play baseball when no one was there it's it's like watching like it's just bizarre the orioles game at camden yards was that what was that who it was that there were like riots or something in baltimore oh i remember that too yeah there was that but there there was also what are you what are you talking about there was like a makeup game like got rained out or something like that where they rescheduled it at the end of the season and they had to play like the last two innings of that game to, uh, to make a, a that's deciding. right. And they just finished it in like that's a morning right. or something like that. But that, that is weird. I, I forgot about that. The fact that they pushed the fucking Olympics, man, that's a, a huge feat. Like Dude, that's, Japan that's stuff was that, like so pushing back. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the Olympics as a whole bankrupts cities and countries as it is, so... They like that was a lot of money that they were probably hoping for up front this year, and now they have to wait another year and hope that things get sorted by then. You imagine, and the people that how does that affect people who were qualified for this year? Who I don't know if there's like an aging out in certain sports or whatever who wouldn't be qualified for next year or to stay in physical form for a year when they can't compete. That's going to be insane, too. Having to be they able do to that, like, and I think that end of it they do anyway. The question is, I, I think all of that would be fine. The question for the athletes is, do the athletes who are of the proper age to be in in twenty twenty one, do they make it instead? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if someone in the next year is like, I don't know, a fucking fifteen year old pole vaulter who she just fucking smokes everybody, they're gonna be like. Yeah, we want her. But they, they they have to go to a certain amount of qualifying events. So if they're not having sporting events anymore, how are they going to qualify? Oh, you're right. You're right. Like you you have to like travel the circuit to like be determined to be the US representative for for fucking handball or whatever. You know, like there are games that you have to play. So one, That's no one's going to be able crazy. to qualify new in the next year, and two, no one's going to be able to keep their skills that sharp if they're just practicing by themselves. They're not going to be able to 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 hone their edge against other 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 competitors. It's going to be this would be the time for us to get in the Olympics because then we can compete with with people who who haven't been able to train for a year. <laughs> you think we'll be able to get in the Olympics? That's a that's, that's a great idea. If there was any time to do it, now is the time. That's right, because we'd be practicing against all these duds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wait, what's our this sport? This is the year. What's my sport? What's my I sport? I don't know. I don't know. What, haven't we done the Summer Olympics before? What, what, what episode was that? Yeah, I think we did. I feel like we did it. Who knows? In, like... 10 years you're just gonna be able to google search all of our back catalog uh canoe kayaking judo fencing oh my god um rowing shooting surfing 
triathlon? Maybe we get in the triathlon? <laughs> I don't think I want to do triathlon. Sport climbing. Hard. I'm going to say sport climbing. Yep. That sounds good. Sport climbing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. But you see, like, there's shit that has to be done now in order for things to happen down the road, too. So it's... Like, how bad would you feel if you deferred to go into the the NFL draft last year to go this year? And now, like, no one's spending money on on draft players right now. Like, it's gonna be it's gonna be like lukewarm. Their reception, I don't know. I I, I don't know, dude. All of it is so. All of it is so up in the air. It's like well, that's the like, and and that's part of everyone's concern too. In my industry, is like no one's shooting anything right now. So right now, we're able to finish the shows that we want to finish that we have shot, but there's nothing down the pike to to be ready to, to edit next. So there's Dude, gonna there's be... going to be huge interruptions for everything. Yeah, and that's also the like t- I... it's also the time that like I'm trying to get people to rethink what type of content we can create. Like now would be the time for you, me, and Bill to like develop some sort of content to put out there because th- there's going to be a hole that's created by the fact that no one can shoot anything. So if we can develop All right. a- an executable idea that takes minimal interaction that we can throw together and make it look engaging and nice and sound good and have good production value, which it would be easy because it would be small, th- now's the time to do it. Okay, that's a, that's a great idea. Let's do that. All right. So, yeah, um, just got to figure that out. Yeah, I guess we do. Is that the show? Did we just do it? I think we did it. Yeah, I think so. That I was know, an hour. I, I know I need to check in with the people I'm working with, so. <laughs> All right. Well, let's call it quits and do it. All right, man. You've um, been listening to uh you've been listening to 2928. You can contact us at 2928 uh, uh digital on is it dot digital? That's our website. That's the website. And, uh, and then twenty nine twenty eight. There's a Gmail. Yep. Probably. Yeah. Let me see what I that is. I don't have the login for that shit. Right, let me check my phone <laughs> here. Uh, it is twenty nine twenty eight dot digital at gmail Yeah. So you can contact us that way. And there's right, like dude. a Twitter and an Instagram, I think. Right. That's you. There are those things. Yeah. They exist. Yeah. All right. I wonder what song's okay. gonna play. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, you're going to send me these right away, yeah? Live the life of a millionaire. Spending my money now, did not care. Can my friends afford a good time? Buying bootleg liquor, champagne, and wine. Lord, but I got busted and I feel so low. Didn't have no money and no where to go. This is the truth, Lord, without a doubt. Nobody wants you when you're down. I mean, nobody wants you when you're down. Lord, the other day I asked a man for my ring. He told me, boy, the money he had spent. But I tried my best to try one or two As everything that I could do Lord, nobody let me have one lousy dime And I kept worrying now all the time But I'm gonna tell you this is true Lord, without a doubt 
nobody wants you when you're down. Nobody wants you when you're down. Get my hands on a doll again. I would hold it till that eagle grin. I would try 'em just for one little howl. Nobody knows me when I'm down and out. Lord, I try for another day to make my troubles in my I'm gonna tell you the truth, Lord. Without a doubt, nobody knows me when you're down. I mean, nobody knows me when you're down. 